Support for this podcast comes from Walgreens. Let's start with everyone out there who loves a good story. Now, narrow it down to all those passionate podcast listeners who are dedicated to living their best life. That's you, right? Well, Walgreens created a new, easier way to shop, save, and stay well just for you. It's called My Walgreens. And when you join, you'll discover personalized deals, instantly earn unlimited rewards, and receive real-time local health alerts. Join for free at mywalgreens.com. Exclusions apply. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here, horror impresario and host of the Be Scared podcast. If you're obsessed with creepy, weird, and paranormal things crawling into your ear canals like I am, you're not going to want to miss my podcast, Be Scared. Each week, I bring stories collected from all over the world about monstrous moments, supernatural situations, and tales of terror. Every episode brings you brand new stories. So dim the lights, find a comfortable spot, and join me as we explore the weird and the frightening world of Be Scared. You can subscribe to Be Scared on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so that you don't miss a single eerie tale. Hello and welcome everybody to Classic Black News, where the interview already starts before the interview. It's still week four of the fucking lockdown, shutdown. It's still crazy, but the show must fucking go on. I'm here. It's your boy, host Clark Jones, aka Pod Strickland, man. Very special guest. I don't mean a bite from the Breakfast Club, but we're going to do that. And uh, yeah, big news the Bulls are making changes. Fucking Barack is coming out of hiding to endorse somebody, we think. And uh, we still here, man. I don't know how this is going to end, so I don't want to project or nothing like that. But we got a guest, somebody who I've known for uh, shit fucking uh, a long time, man. Comedian, actor, producer, rapper, DJ, Burger Feet, a.k.a. Hannibal Burrs. What's up, Hannibal? Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> Get, step step back from the mic. Yoruba. Yo, yo, I don't know if it's a new thing or how long niggas. How long you been drinking Yoruba? You know what? I started, I really had it. I went by Kenny Beat Studio. He always has it on the cage. Yeah. And so that's where I was able to drink a bunch of them at once. And I seen I, I would see it on the episodes. And then I had a few there. And I was like, you know what? I like it. Yo, I saw one video on Red Bulls, and it was just like, fuck, I ain't drinking Red Bull no more. Like, I saw one fucking YouTube clip, and I ain't usually, like, I'm too highly, too easily influenced, so I usually don't watch no, no matter how ridiculous it is, if the YouTube edit is good enough, I'm gonna be like, yo, they telling the truth right now. So, like, I usually don't watch shit, but I was like, I can't fucking then. I was dating this uh, super earthy, natural chick, and she was on, she had like a, like a, you know how, like, Remember uh, cribs when they would have like mad stocked beverages. That's what that was. That was her refrigerator full of fucking Yoruba and shit. Here's my question: Are Red you? Bull, you said what? What girl? Well, no, no, no. The, the Red <laughs> Bull. Uh, I mean, you still drink? Do I still drink? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm drinking right now. Well, yeah. You said what? worse than red bull <laughs> yeah it's just like and, and and you know wine i'm drinking wine i drink rose now okay. i switched it up 
I stopped drinking uh, whiskey. I stopped drinking Jameson. You know, you got like mad young comics hooked on Jameson and ginger ale. You know, you're responsible for that, right? Uh, I don't take responsibility. You know what? I have to. Actually, I did push. I had talked about it in a few shows. And uh, yeah, man, accidental, accidental consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, I was already fucking 27 when I really started hitting comedy hard anyway, so I can't put it on another nigga. But like I said, I'm easily influenced, man. So fucking, wanna, I, it was Jameson and Ginger Ale for like 10 straight years, and I just stopped. You want to know how I started drinking Jameson and Ginger Ale? How? It was 2009, 2010. I think I was working at SNL and there was some event by 30 Rock and it was a sponsored Jameson event. And, you know, they have the little paper things where they tell you the different drinks to try. And they're like, try Jameson and ginger ale. Oh, shit. it was like, oh, the little slider piece of paper. Yeah. Where it's like, here's the three drinks you should try. And I, and I tried Jameson ginger ale then. And then it just was. It was perfect for a motherfucker that don't want to really taste whiskey, but right. want to get drunk. What was you drinking before that? Anything? Whatever they had? <laughs> I think I was just drinking various bullshits. I don't know, man. Fucking uh, vodka, vodka and 7-Up? I was having vodka. Not 7-Up, but Vodka Cran was one of them. Or I would drink screwdrivers or oh, whatever. Shit. But then... Yeah, Jameson Ginger Ale. It happened. It was like, because it, it got to a point like it did with me with, because uh, I was heavy on Smirnoff and 7-Up or Smirnoff and Sprite, that I couldn't taste Sprite without tasting vodka. Then I couldn't taste ginger ale, which is a staple in the black community. I couldn't taste ginger ale. I couldn't feel better after having the flu unless it tasted like Jameson as well. And I'm just like, you know what? This past birthday, I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going. I ain't drinking no more dark. And it was like an emotion. It became an emotional thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like dark liquor just became like, man, I'm thinking about only the worst parts of my life. So I was just like, fuck that. New year, new me. All that. But you ain't fucking with shit at all now. No, I haven't drank in two years. I put my numbers up. <laughs> this nigga, this nigga trying to extend his life, man. He gay. <laughs> I put, I put my number. Retired of Jersey. Everything Yo. I did, I put the stats up already. Put that, put that last uh, fucking pint or liter of Jameson up to the rafters. No more. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, weed is. I, I used to be a big weed head either, but it's just like gummies and shit are just so fucking amazing. And I don't, they're not a sponsor, so I ain't going to say the name of the company. But if anybody listening want to know which uh, mints are prefer- preferable, do you have a deal with them or you just, that's just who you fuck with? I what? forget the ones you had at your, um, at your, at your special when you released the oh, special. Yeah, yeah, breathe. <laughs> I think I have another sponsor, like another weed sponsor, but think you do, or you know, if you think, you know, it's like three white people that my money got to see from my podcast before it see me. Check <laughs> about. I know it's fucked up. It's fu- <laughs> like you got to touch three niggas named Robert before I get the email. 
But I mean, I got a good deal. Shout out to Studio Seventy One. They didn't took care of me. Got some good. Yeah. Got some. I just did a thing with Bumble, a partnership, first partnership. So it's okay. been good. Are you are you tired of two K yet? No. You're still you're still excited by the video game. Yeah, and also I don't. I mean, I exaggerated how much I'm on it. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. I, I take. I, I take days off and I don't so but I do have some time while I spend several hours in it. But uh no, I'm still excited by it. It's fun. My character, he he's at a ninety-five now. Oh, you do my play you do my player. Yeah, I do my player now. I used to play people online, but now I'm on the my player. And that's that's really it's pretty exciting because you can meet up with folks. It actually gives us what we don't have right now, which is you get to go to the, <laughs> to the park, you go to the neighborhood. Right. There's stores. You can buy new outfits. Shake hands with people. <laughs> you can go to the gym on there. You meet up with your friends. Y'all play a three-on-three. There's different. It gives you this, this fake world where you have yourself, you have a, an avatar, and you can improve. And, and so it's, uh, it's pretty good escapism for these times. I hate to fucking promote. I'm super stingy with promoting brands, but like, can you be in what city are you in? Like, you in any city you want? I've never done my player only on WWE, but never on 2K NBA. In my player, I think it's just a general. I don't think it's a the city. It's not a real. It's like San Andreas. It's just it. Yeah, it's just kind of this is the park and any anywhere USA. But I guess you could assume. New York, LA, or Chicago, if it's basketball park, right? What you what you think about the Bulls move? No more guard packs. Did that just happen today? That just happened. They just got the dude from the Denver Nuggets, I believe. So it's no more uh Tim Floyd coaches, I'm hoping. No more no more of that bullshit. You excited about it? You don't give a fuck. Uh you know what? I haven't really had to, I mean now that, that seemed like where it was going after yeah. a while. Uh it's just everything's all weird. Also, I have an apocalypse sleep schedule, so <laughs> you, know. you don't know what day it is. <laughs> I know what day it is, but that's why I'm not up on today's news yet. <laughs> that's why when you asked me one, I was like, ah, yo, man, current events, no. <laughs> no, let's do let's do five because I wake up around four. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely first reached out with an afternoon time, and it was still like mm, early evening works better for me. <laughs> early evening is better. I'm fresh. You know, I can get my my green screen. Yeah, oh, this is wavy, right? Oh, that is. This is wavy. It and it's like. And you got the green screen behind you, but somehow the what color is the jacket in real life? Because like you can't Ooh, be crushing. I don't know why it's doing that. This is my first time um, doing this on a on a Zoom, but I'm I'm happy about it. Fuck it, yeah. It's this now's the time to try shit. I don't give a fuck. I just hate it, some shit could be whack, some shit could be a blue celestial jacket, whatever it is. Try that shit because who who the fuck cares? Do it. I'm a cheers to it. <laughs> First time I met, I always do this with every guest. First time I met Hannibal was in 2008 at um, Town Hall Pub. Me and Will Miles ran two black dudes in the open mic. And what's so funny is, like, I had only been doing the open mic at Jokes and Notes, which was a black club on the south side. So I didn't know that open mics were for trying out material. 
You know, <laughs> I didn't know that you weren't supposed to fucking do your A shit. And I definitely didn't know people could just come for free and watch comedy. So like when you came, everybody, I didn't, I didn't know shit about comedy. I was like a month in and you came through and I was just, everybody it was like, Hey, Hey man, uh, Hannibal's coming through. I'm like, oh, okay, dope, man. Dope. And I'm just like, I, di- I didn't know. I had a whole different, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It was a different mentality on the South side where it was like comedy was just a fucking blood sport. Every time you went up fucking Bernie Mac is doing them kids or Reggie Reg is doing his best Denzel Washington. So like, I just learned that Northside comedy was different, and that's where you tried shit out, right? Mm-hmm. It seemed like yeah. your yeah. Go ahead. It seemed like what? It seemed like well, this is this is after question. Say what you was you was about to say, because I didn't want to change subjects from what you was about but to I say. I think that show I was prepping. I was about to film Animal Furnace, but that had cameras with me. No, this was this was before that. This was like this was right when SNL happened. Like you, were, I know you were either visiting or you were about to leave for good. Like the second time you was about to bounce, and then okay. it was like that buzz of like I think this was right around Chicago Magazine's uh, funniest person in Chicago. So they had to be like 2008. I, I was definitely like brand fucking new. Um, so I di- I didn't even know like I I still was thinking like to be a com- to be have money in comedy you had to be like Mike Epps or some shit I didn't know that there was a steps before that you know what I'm saying like oh shit you can be decent and not be on the side of buses or whatever so it was like that was like oh sh-. and then I ain't never seen anybody I hadn't seen any black comics on the north side yet either I was brand fucking new man Chicago was so fucking segregated that. I mean, they weren't really if they if white comics was coming to the South Side, they was doing like I'm on the South Side material. It wasn't no it wasn't no it wasn't no thought for it was no Gardens of the Galaxy type shit. You know what I'm saying? How'd you how'd you feel after My Name is Hannibal? That's my favorite special, by the way. I ain't just guessing. It really is the shit that taught me how to tell some jokes. Uh after after it released or after I did it? After, after it released. Okay. After you heard the final edit and you was like, oh, shit. Uh, I was excited about that material. I, I, didn't, um, I didn't know much back then as far as the, the, the business side or whatever. But we put it out in 2010. That was after... My first, that was after my first and only season at SNL. Uh, and I kind of, I toured off of it and did yeah. a lot of small venues and, and, and whatnot. And it got some decent traction, some decent reviews. I think it actually was reviewed in Pitchfork. Oh, fuck. Uh, which they weren't really doing comedy albums. Uh, it was cool to have something, something out. And and actually, that's just it's such, it was such a different time in right. the business. Yeah. That's when you really were selling physical CDs. It was 2010, so <laughs> <laughs> a big the, the idea of that now of 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 having some shit that they can't even listen to. <laughs> 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 like that was back. I did you have one of those eight? 
CD burners? A burner? No, but I definitely. You remember the burners? I probably like a- paid somebody to make mix CDs for me. Yeah. <laughs> or, did I, or did I get into the CD burning business at one time? Because I can see always, you. That yeah. was always the hustle. Oh, see, I'm going to get this burner and then. Oh. Yo, when those when those ten CD burner towers dropped, yeah. like niggas really got on a Warren Buffett shit and really felt like you can't <laughs> like you couldn't tell the nigga with the ten the the tower anything because he was like I'm mass producing nigga. Yeah, <laughs> and then other other people, other hustlers come to him to get theirs done. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a big it was a big movement around yeah around that time. Even then, the fact that a lot of people, a lot of comedians, we were making CDs for a big part of it was to have product to sell after the show. Yeah, that was that was a big, yeah. They were going on iTunes also, and then I, Pandora had just started. So that was part of you. Try, you hope to get uh, play on Pandora and series. But the main thing was having yeah. the physical and you could sell it after shows as merchandise. Um, it was it was very different, man. But uh, it it was it was dope to put out something and and have people connect to it. Fuck yeah, man! Like that was the like I didn't I didn't know because 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 starting out you just doing a, a poor imitation I think of somebody anybody and I felt like I was always doing either a poor imitation of Dion or Rock. Even today, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm doing Dion up there. I don't care what I'm talking about. It feels like I'm doing that impression. So like, and then when I heard my name was Hannibal, I was like, oh man, here's a third, <laughs> here's a third person that I'm going to start feeling like just because of the same sensibilities. It was just like the joke writing, joke writing, joke writing, joke writing. So whatever. When my shit came out, it was after the physical copy kind of had died out anyway, and it was still on digital. So if y'all listening... First of all, it's still on all the fucking streaming platforms and shit like that. But it was just dope to have an hour. You know what I mean? Did you have an hour before? Was that like your first hour of comedy? That was, yeah. That was my first hour. Actually, I uh, I just re-recorded it in um, December. Oh, now how was that different? It was weird, man, because I really didn't. I didn't rehearse it. I just had it on prompter because I don't really know those jokes. Yeah. Uh, but it was really fun. It was reflective to to just have your old thoughts pop up on teleprompter, you know, because it's some bits that I, I know, you know, yeah. pickle juice and... Was pickle juice first? Other. Was pickle juice the first big, like, closer? Was that the first big closer? Uh, Kicking Pigeons. Kicking pigeons. The, the first one that uh, the first bit of mine that kind of caught on, where I made shirts of it, and then the first time I sold oh, shirts, man. the first time I sold shirts at Kicking Pigeons, I sold like seven 